Yeah, whenever you're ready to call the meeting to order, Chair, go ahead. And just give us one moment to start the television broadcast. Okay, go for it. Good afternoon. I'd like to call to order the Design Review Board meeting of Tuesday, February 28th. Do we have roll call, please? Yes. Uh, Member White is absent. Member King. Here. Member Iman. Here. Member Brown. Member DeGasis. I'm here. Member Clinton. Present. Member Whalen. Here. Chair Branch. Here. And now we'll have the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the All right, at this time, the public shall have an opportunity to comment on any non-agenda item relevant to the jurisdiction of the city. It doesn't look like we have any speaker slips here. Any, uh, any online? Uh, if you're within the Zoom webinar would like to speak to any non-agenda item, please use the raised hand icon and I will call on you. And I'm seeing no speakers. All right. With that, we'll go to our administrative agenda and review of agenda. Mary? Yeah, good afternoon, Chair, members. Uh, no changes on your agenda today. Very good. All right. Mr. Chairman? Yes. A point of order, please. Uh, we still do not have any review of minutes from previous meetings. And uh, it's been over a month now. When can we expect them? Um, the city clerk's office is working on the minutes, we are backed up uh, with the passing of uh, Ms. Gregory. You know, we um, had to ask the clerk's office to take care of it. Hopefully you'll see something next meeting. But the last, at the last meeting you said it would be about two weeks. That was two weeks ago, so a little longer. Yeah, well, it's, it's really important, I think, that we get yes, the I minutes. Yes, I agree, I agree. Thank you. All right, uh, well, with that we've got Looks like you guys are up. Uh, we need to read the next item into the item B1 into the record. Yes, and that is 370 Stork Road, APN 073 100, 
0-008 Torque Car Wash Revised Site Plan and California Environmental Quality Act Notice of Exemption Utilizing Section 15303C for the Site Plan Revision and Lighting Plan Conformance Case Number 22-0014-LUP. Very good. And I will have to recuse myself from this project because this is in our office. And my partner will be here any moment. I so will also go. recuse myself. And for the record, we do have a quorum still. All right, looks like we have everyone here. Um, Mr. Highfield, if you could give us a background on the project. Yes, thank you. Good afternoon. Um, yes, we have come back with this project. Um, you may recognize uh, this from before. We had uh, done conceptual and preliminary uh, review previously um, with the issue of lighting um, remaining as a conformance item. However, since then, um, the applicant has decided to reorient the site plan a little bit, and they'll be presenting that to you here in a moment. Um, and then they're also bringing back uh, the lighting topics for discussion here in front of the full board. So um, unless there are questions for me, I can turn it over to the applicant team, and um, they can present both the reoriented uh, site plan as well as the uh, lighting. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Highfield. Uh, yes, if the uh, presenters could <coughs> turn on your microphones, lean in and introduce yourself before you give us your presentation. Tracy <laughs> Brunel, DBP Architecture, the architects. Closer to this. Uh, Tracy Brunel with DBP Architecture, architects for the project. Uh, Gallery Macon with Flowers and Associates, land use agent. Uh, Nick Zemke, civil engineer, Flowers and Associates. And uh, we have the applicant here, Mr. John Price, and I believe the landscape architect, uh, Aaron Carroll, is on Zoom. I think. Um, Mr. Whalen, could I just? Uh, um, suggest that you do declarations and then also if everyone can speak clearly into the microphone because it is video taped and uh, televised so it's hard to hear um, speak clearly and loudly please thank you yes I'll be sure and remind them <coughs> Ms. Jang uh, I have uh, visited the site and not had any ex parte discussions no visitations no ex parte Site visit, no ex parte. That's right. Site visit, no ex parte. Jang, <coughs> site visit, no ex parte. Please. Oh, excuse me. I have. Speak, speak into the microphone. Ex excuse me. I did. I got a phone call from esteemed Mr. Price one evening last year and said, hey, I'm going to do a proper lighting plan. All right. And he did. And hallelujah. Thank you very much. So we had a nice discussion about a little about the project, but that was it. So thank you, thank you for thank you for doing that. You became Good. the chair of the board. How many years ago at this point? Two thousand and two. Was that clear, Ms. Chang? Could you understand the declaration? Um, I I believe so. Okay, we'll continue then, Mr. Burnell. You're free to present your project. 
Can you hear me? Okay. As um, Brian uh, presented, we took the opportunity to relook at the site after our last uh, visit here. And I can't remember who had suggested it, um, but someone did suggest it at the last year. <laughs> did you look at um, re, uh, reorientating the car wash? And so we did, and it actually makes a lot more <laughs> sense for the site to have it this way. Um, and something that isn't uh, indicated here, um, in, in studying it further, we realized we can actually keep two of the uh, fueling stations that was um, indicated to be removed as part of the car wash um, because the circulation now allows for those to remain. And those are... Um, Excuse me, could you point out what just exactly were the changes that you made? Sure. Um, so the prior plan had the car wash aligned this way, and the existing car wash is aligned that way, and that's why we had sort of considered moving it j just um, further back into the site. Uh, the So that was the big... Um, sort of change, and then uh, the vacuums that were facing um, the back of the site are now aligned um, to the north. Um, and then these are two of the fueling stations that were um, proposed to be removed because when the car wash was aligned this way, uh, it, it didn't allow for cars to come in and out um, with those there. But now, as you can see, um, uh, fire trucks can get through and across, and a hammerhead can still remain, too, with, with those remaining. And this um, gas station is actually under construction currently. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, other change, as Brian indicated, we updated the full lighting plan, and <laughs> we're hoping um, Ms. Brown would support it. Um, other than that, uh, there's a slightly more landscaping with this alignment as well. Um, just square footage wise, there's a little bit more landscaping and uh, one less um, vacuum station. I think it would be helpful if you went through the landscape plan and went through the lighting plan too. Um, this is Aaron. I'm. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Um, yeah, I'll just briefly go to the landscape plan. Um, not a whole lot of changes to plant selection and trees, uh, but we did uh, change the irrigation to all recycled water. So we are using the um, the car wash water, the recycled. Sorry, I'm confused. Who is speaking? Aaron Carroll. Aaron Carroll, Aaron Carroll is on Zoom landscape, architect. landscape architect. Thank you for the introduction. Please continue, Mr. Carroll. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna use the recycled car wash water to, for for the irrigation now. So that was a major change for the irrigation, so it's more sustainable. And then um, the planting plan was slightly updated. Uh, just 
just based on the site plan changes. This is the irrigation plan that Aaron was referring to. Uh, the prior plan was going to use stormwater and um, reuse it for the car wash, but just one time. Um, this plan um, uses car wash water, which is more sustainable. It's an, it's an everyday use. And then that water is going to go through a three-step clarifying system and then be used for irrigation. This is the planting plan, if Aaron wants to um, describe it. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got vines on the, the northern wall, the ficus, creeping fig. Uh, there's existing trees that are well established just off the property line to the north. Uh, those are all to remain. Uh, on the east side, we've got the three uh, Justiniopsis water gum trees which are a clean tree. Uh, Daides, uh, Falkia ground cover. And then on the south side, we've got uh, vines on the fence, the Bignonia, uh, some pencil point junipers that are kind of a vertical accent, and the society garlic ground cover. Any questions on the landscape plan? We'll hold questions after your presentation. Could you uh, make a talk about the lighting plan, please? Yes, uh, I believe uh, someone from Alan Knoll's office might be on Zoom. And if they are, they can speak. <laughs> do, you, do you have a name, Gilly? Vince. Oh, Vince. I'm not seeing Vince on the list. Um, otherwise, I can just speak to it. Uh, we've got. Um, we've got updated lighting. Um, for both the uh, gas station that's under construction and the car wash so that it's all cohesive. Um, this is it. Um, better sheet, but uh, they're, they're located. Um, these are existing and will be retrofitted um, to match <laughs> the uh, proposed lighting. Sorry, I was hoping the <laughs> lighting engineer would be here. Um, but the photometrics all works. We are um, less than the 0.1 foot candle along the property line. And uh, the fixture. It's um, LED uh, area light directed downward. And then these are the canopy lights for the actual. And they're going to be um, used there. 
Okay, so now I'll do lights. <laughs> John, if you're going to speak, we need you on the record out into a microphone. Miss Brown could probably share hers. Am I live? Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway, these lights will be in the car wash base, and they are recessed. They won't be able to be seen, but they go to sleep. So there's a sensor right here. So they'll drop down to probably 50%. And then when there's activity in the bay, then they'll pop up to 80 or 90%. And it'll be the same for the gasoline. We're going to retrofit those too. So. If that concludes your presentation, we'll go to questions starting with Ms. Brown. So, okay, thank you. So uh, I really appreciated the updated lighting plan. It was really good to, to see all the, the considerations. But my qu a question is, um, you're retaining the old poles and retrofitting them. And the old poles are, when you vacuum, they're right straight ahead. They're not on the separating thing. You they're not on the, where are they? They're located in the parking lot at the edge. Right. And that's, that's OK. Yep. That's where you want them. And the other question I had was about, um, this is in operation 24-7? It is. Oh, OK. So uh, other than the lights in the canopies, the parking lot lights are on all evening. That's correct. OK. And I OK, that's fine. And I wanted to ask about the um, Kelvin, the 4,000 Kelvin that you're using. Um, is that what is typically used at your gas stations? They're 5,000. So these are at 4, right, less. OK, so that's OK. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. I'm glad they're not the five because it's bluer. It's not. It's a little, little too bright. Right. We're looking mainly for the big, our biggest concern is safety. Right. And this little I'll give you an example. We have this gas station that's one of the preemption policies. Mr. Price, could you speak into the microphone? We've we've had multiple attempted carjackings down there. That's why it needs to be lit up pretty good. And I guess the last question would be is surrounded by either. Hold up, Miss Brown, into the microphone. And I, and I guess you're surrounded on all sides by commercial or industrial properties, so it's not a big deal. And the, f the front uh, portion where, what's in there now? Is it still a coffee shop? No. It's empty. And so there's no light changes in the first portion. Okay. So, okay. Other than the good neighbor shields, because it's blue lights. Right, right. I saw that yeah. here, the glare shields, right. Yeah. right. And uh, so with the retrofits, the, the backward light, there is none. Do we have other Do we have other questions? I have none. I'm going to wait till uh, Karis gets back. Hopefully she will come back. Is there anything in the interim is there anything else you care to add? Perhaps uh, um, Mr. Carroll uh, were were there any significant tree changes to the plan amongst the planting changes? Uh, no, the the only change was I documented the existing trees on the neighbor's property to the north. I don't think those, some of those weren't shown previously. All right, then uh, I'm going to move to comments. Uh, Miss Brown, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, thank you. I, I really have a question: Is the location of the car wash compared to the vacuum area? because people are coming in from the south, 
attorney left to go. So how? So they have to go. They vacuum their car after it's cleaned. Is that that's like your station in Old Town? Yeah. Okay. All right. So my other comments are: I appreciate very much the applicant doing a lighting, a revised lighting ordinance for changing out the lights um, in the old, throughout the old pole, the old lights to the new lights. I think it'll make a difference for the project. Appreciate is uh, not up lighting to 5,000 Kelvin under. I don't think we need. I think four is, is plenty here. And the, to me, the photometrics look good. And uh, we always, I always appreciate it when we see a, a, a lighting plan done by a lighting engineer because it makes a difference. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. So, Chair, I could provide some additional context. This is Brian <laughs> behind you. <laughs> um, so from a processing standpoint, uh, you may have noticed that we've agendized this for preliminary and final. Uh, that was because we had some changes to the site plan. So the board would basically be remaking the preliminary um, approval of the site plan. And then um, if they're ready, they could also do uh, final for the whole project. All right, thank you. Ms. Clinton, do you have any comments? No, no questions, no comments. Right, That's nice. Mr. King? No, I have no comments. Mr. Iman? No comments or questions. No, my only comment is uh, I appreciate the change in the location of the wash station. Seems like a much smoother uh, operation and efficient, too. So with that said, I look for a motion, and as we were just reminded, it could be, if I got this right from that disembodied voice, uh, either preliminary and or final. Is that correct? I think if you took an action of preliminary and final, that would cover the whole Pre project. Preliminary and final. So if someone would care to make a motion for preliminary and final uh, review. I'd be happy to do that. Thank you. Um, the, the motion is to adopt the DRB and CEQA findings provided in attachment A for the revised site plan, adopt the CEQA categorical exemption utilizing section 15303C for the revised site plan to grant preliminary and final review and approval with and approval um, because the findings in attachment A can be made for the Stork Car Wash revised site plan. And and grant final review and it's a grant final review of lighting plan. I'll second that with a question to Ms. Chang uh, on number three. Should it be uh, grant preliminary and final review and approval with the findings in attachment A? Is that the way you would like it? Yes, that would be great. All right, then. I'll, um, if that's okay with the uh, motion, Ms. Brown? Um, Yes, and I just I think the applicant wanted to make a. It's for the entire site plan. It's for the entire site, not just for the car wash, for the lighting. Right. Um, sorry, I um, I didn't know if we wanted to make note that um, the applicant will be keeping two of the. Um, could you speak up, please? That two of the fueling stations would remain, so it, well, it is a slight what adjustment. Um, what we what we have before us is the revised site plan. 
Right. So it so will be revised once more to retain two of those fueling stations. I, I'm sorry, you're trailing off. Oh. I can't hear what you're saying. The the site plan that's before you still shows the two fueling stations to be removed, but um, the proposal is to change the project description to keep those two. And I don't know how that would get. So, so we probably should include that. That it. The well, the I'm I'm going to look to Mr. Highfield for some direction on that. Th thank you, Chair. Yeah, one thing to note is that the uh, fueling station is under a separate entitlement, mm -hmm. um, which did include those two. The only reason the applicant originally was uh, proposing to remove them is because of circulation concerns for the uh, proposed car wash in its previous orientation. Um, what the applicant is trying to note is that now with this uh, new orientation, they no longer need to remove those uh, two fueling pumps that are on the, um, the east side of the fueling station. So in essence, the previous plan uh, has been amended and is not part of this revised plan, correct? Right, right. Okay. Okay, okay I think Aye. we have a motion and a second, and we're re ready for a roll call from the clerk. <laughs> Member King. Aye. Member Eyman. Aye. Member Brown. Aye, thank you. Member DeGasis. Member Clinton? Aye. Member Whalen? Yes. And Chair Branch has recused himself. Very good. The motion passes, and thank you very much. Okay, that'll take us to item C1, that's 35 Elwyn Station Road, APN 0792100666, Elwood RV Boat Contractor Storage Use, case number 22-089-ZC and 20-0003-CUP. Just read this one into the. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Um, has everybody visited the site? Do you want declarations? Declarations? Shall we start with you? Yeah. I've done a virtual site visit. No declarations. Okay. Site visit, no ex parte. Site visit, no ex parte. A virtual site visit with no ex parte. Uh, I have looked at it virtually and haven't reviewed it since last time. No visit, no ex parte. All right, very good. Brian, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you, Chair. Hi, me. It's, it's me again. Um, and actually, several of the applicant team is the same as well. We're being very efficient with our time this afternoon. Um, so this one is a little different than our last one. So um, the last time you guys saw this one, uh, you granted preliminary approval with a recommendation to the Planning Commission um, that they approve the design of the project. Um, back on July 25th of 2022, the Planning Commission did just that and um, approved the project. So 
John? Now we are back here for you? final review. Awesome. And um, the planning commission really had no changes to the project description as you saw yeah. it last. Yeah. So really it's just a matter of discussing the final, fin final architectural details, like lighting, landscaping, um, so on and so forth. So um, that really is uh, it for me. Um, following final approval by the DRB, they go on to their um, zoning clearance, ministerial issuance of the zoning clearance, and move on to building permits. So we're, we're uh, getting toward the end on this one. And um, I can turn it over to the applicant team to present the project, uh, unless there are questions for me. Thank you. Thank you. Hillary, the floor is yours. Hi, again. Uh, Gallery Macon, Flowers and Associates land use uh, agent for the applicant. Nick Semke, civil engineer, Flowers and Associates. Alistair Wynn representing the owners. Don't mind John, he's not part of this team. <laughs> he's, he's a friend. John's always <laughs> uh, I believe uh, we have some people on Zoom. Um, uh, the landscape architect, Greg Mendonza. Yes, I'm here. Great. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, so uh, last time we were here, we got preliminary approval, and the comment uh, we received was to add um, a planter strip along uh, the front of the driveway apron. Um, to sort of enhance that wall, um, the block wall that's in front there, uh, and the two parking spots. Um, so since then, uh, we have added that landscape um, planter area, and I can have Greg speak to that. Uh, and we've um, created a lighting plan for the security lighting. And... Um, just gone through and done a more thorough design. Uh, I can let Greg speak for the landscaping. Okay. Yeah, if uh, we were looking at the irrigation plan there before, um, currently you're looking at the tree and ground cover layout. Um, we have three trees there at the front, um, and you can see that we changed the front drive apron to accommodate a hedge um, along the entry wall and the gated wall. Um, and that stretches across where we have a swale. And so we have screening of that uh, block wall. Um, that hedge, if you go to the next sheet, please. Uh, one more. Actually, one more again. Sorry, it's a long site. Um, you can see there that we have plantings along the front of that wall and that hedge wraps to screen the property where it is visible um, from the road. And so we have adequate screening that, that will go across there. Um, you can also see the landscaping that we're showing um, along the street and in the planters that flank the site. Um, native drought tolerant landscaping um, low maintenance landscaping. Um, if you zoom out just a bit, um, we have also added in um, the same hedge material on the north side of the property to screen 
because um, there was some concern of views from the highway and from across the highway. So we are screening in the key view corridors um, as well to, to keep that, that views down. Uh, and then we added in native uh, ribes and rows at uh, the request of the board um, to help with security since those will have thorns and will grow in around the perimeter. So, and let's see, I think as far as planting, that about covers it. Great, thank you. That's very helpful. It does help. Okay. Um, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, we can combine questions and comments on this one, I think. Um, Cecilia, you want to go first? Um, you mentioned security lighting. Uh, there isn't enough for a lighting plan because I didn't see any. Oh, there is. I didn't, it wasn't, hmm. It was hard. Miss mm. Brown, it was sort of hidden through the plan set. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So maybe you could just go over um, uh, what what's in in this, like the lighting pole heights and some of the other issues and timing and what the the candles are around the edge and. Gallery, can you tell me what sheet you're on there? It's um, right after the landscape architects. It's after L sixteen. Um, so the operations for this site, um, they're not supposed to be operating after um, sunset. So any lighting is just motion detected um, for security purposes. And you can see them located throughout the site. There's about... Um, I think 20 of them, mm -hmm. 20 lights throughout the five-acre site. Mm -hmm. okay. And they're on 16-foot um, uh, poles. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, cut sheets for them, but they're solar-powered, uh, motion-detected, directed downward. And we have a photometrics plan that shows that it, um, even when they're on, it, it doesn't exceed the 0.1-foot candle. Um, from the property line. So they're only on if an intruder comes in? That is correct. Because you're, you're closed at dusk or something? Correct. Something like that. Okay. okay. And these are all new? This brand new. Oh, everything. Okay, fine. All right. That's good. And everything looks okay. Good. All right. Thank you. Karis? Yeah. I think it looks great. I like the native plants, good idea with the ribes. That's going to be a thicket that no one will be able to get through. <laughs> so uh, the scarlet one is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's blooming right now. I don't know if you guys have been out to see it, but it's gorgeous. Mm. And the ceanothuses are blooming too, so everybody gets up there. It's a banner year. <laughs> Jonathan? I, I think it looks like a very good plan. Glad to see it coming back and closing in on the finish line. Dennis? 
No questions or comments, and I appreciate the simulations. They're very helpful in understanding a difficult set of two-dimensional drawings. Martha? I think it looks great. Great. Jim? Um, according to my calculations, there are about two-thirds of the shrubs that are non-native to California. Is it, what is the reasoning behind that? Uh, this is Greg Mendonca, the art, landscape architect. Um, shrubs that were used that were non-native are drought-tolerant varieties, um, and there are some succulents and um, agave small varieties that are in there. So it, it's, it has to do with water use. I should add, um, we are still in under the moratorium with Glita Water. We are still under the moratorium for Glita Water District, so we are limited on how much water we could use for the project. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Um, I have no comments. It's, it's a supportable, I think, as is. So, anybody else have any other comments? All right. How about a motion? About public comments. I know. <laughs> Just waiting for you to say that. Do we have any public comments? If anyone within the Zoom webinar would like to speak to this item, please use the raised hand icon and I will call on you. I have no speakers, Chair. Okay. All right. Back to our motion. Sure. All right, so I guess this is a motion to approve final review for 35 Elwood Station Road. Um, do we have to do the CEQA and everything too? No, that, that's been done by the oh, Planning Commission. Yeah, okay, so that's brilliant. Good. Then with the, do we need to put in your guys' comments, draft report? No, just reference the, the findings. Yeah. Okay, with the findings as stated. Perfect, can I get a second? Seconded by Cecilia. Any discussion? Okay, can we have a roll call, please? Member King. Aye. Member Iman. Yes. Member Brown. Aye. Member DeGasis. Yes. Member Clinton. Aye. Member Whalen. Yes. And Chair Branch. Yes. Very good. Motion passes. Thank, thank you, guys. You. All right, thank you. Are you going to stick around? One more? Do you want to sit it out? Or? That's it. That's it. All right. See you guys. Okay. That'll take us to item D1. That is 907 South Kellogg Avenue, APN 0719035, SciWest Industrial Building Project, case number 17-121-DP. And declarations, we'll start this way. Jim? Uh, no visitations, no ex parte. Very good. Martha? A virtual site visit, no ex parte. Same here, virtual site visit, no ex parte. Dennis? Well, I did visit virtually and tried to visit physically, but the site is closed, so I peeked over the gate into the site and had no ex parte discussions. Jonathan? No site visit, no discussions. Harris? Site visit, no ex parte. Peaking. Cecilia? Uh, virtual, no ex parte. Although I have seen movies there. I will say that. 
historical visits. Historical visits. Okay. Uh, Brian, welcome back. The floor is yours. Thank you, Chair. Yes, uh, so we're keeping you uh, on your toes today. So this is a uh, project in front of you for conceptual review. We've had pretty much the whole gamut of your type of reviews today. So today is just for conceptual. The applicant team is here to uh, hear comments that you might have. Um, I won't go into great detail on project description as it's in your packet. It's rather uh, lengthy, but uh, in general, they are proposing a uh, just over 70,000 square foot industrial warehouse building with uh, associated landscaping, pathways, parking areas, uh, some grading and stormwater improvements. Um, the proposal also includes a um, request to reduce the streamside protection area um, down to a minimum of 25 feet, which is allowed under the uh, general plan. Um, one, bit, one note of uh, interest in terms of processing, so um, this project was taken in some time ago, back in 2017, uh, was deemed complete in 2018. Uh, the application was deemed complete in 2018. Um, the project was put on hold for uh, a while and while they um, considered their options, and now it is back before you. Um, but what that uh, allowed them to do is request a development agreement to first our City Council here, uh, and then ultimately um, to the Coastal Commission. Um, the agreement uh, basically allows them to process this case under the previous uh, zoning ordinance that was in effect prior to our current Title 17. Uh, so we will be processing this under Article 2, um, <coughs> the Coastal Zoning Ordinance, since this is in the Coastal Zone. So I just wanted to point that out there. There are some differences. It's not a, it's not a major difference, um, I would say, between the two ordinances, but um, just wanted to point that out, that there will be some processing uh, differences there. So this is under the previous? Correct. Yeah, coastal zoning ordinance. So they didn't have to do story poles at conceptual. Correct. That is one noted difference, yes. And, and it's the first time at this board meeting, right? Yes. Yes, this is the first time they've uh, brought the application um, to the design review board. Um, and so we have to remember when we talk zoning, um, it's the M1 and MSGLL, uh, old zoning that we used to have. Um, we still have, you know, obviously the uh, general plan land use designations of uh, service industrial, that's the same as it was, but um, when we refer to zoning, it's those old zone districts. Um, a note about environmental review. So we are under the initial, um, pro uh, we are starting up the process for an EIR currently, um, and so we've uh, retained Rincon consultants to help us draft an environmental impact report. Um, the subject areas that we anticipate covering were in your staff report. I won't list them all, but um, they're there just for context. Um, and we're likely going to release our notice of preparation for that EIR sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then in late March, we'll have a scoping hearing where um, the uh, interested agencies and the public can uh, give input to the environmental hearing officer on the scope of our EIR. And so in terms of the DRB, um, 
so we would um, have our conceptual review, and that can be multiple meetings if we need it to be. Um, then we would proceed through our uh, draft environmental impact report, um, and then the applicant would come back to the design review board to request a preliminary approval, and then the project would either go to the Planning Commission or City Council or the, as the decision maker, depending on the results of the EAR. So um, I know that was kind of a mouthful, but um, I can answer any questions uh, about the process. Uh, but I'll leave it to the applicant team to tell you more about the uh, project. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. All right, welcome. Introduce yourselves uh, and proceed. Hello, I'm Ginger Anderson with Brownstein. Jay Lamagna with Rasmussen and Associates, the architect. Sorry, I'm Nicole Horn, landscape <coughs> architect with CJMLA. Great. Welcome um, and In the cloud? In the, in the cloud. ether? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess while we figure that out, I did want to expand a little bit on what Brian said. Um, the development agreement was an exchange um, for flood control access to San Jose Creek. So there was a situation where the public agencies were using were this using property, this property without without um, the acknowledgement. So that was the that was the trade was the development agreement um, for the, the access. And what that, um, what, what preserving the old ordinance does, um, it's mostly in two subject areas. The this Title 17 allowed for reduction of the ESHA SBA buffer to 25 feet, and the old ordinance um, had a, uh, a different height limit. And so what's happening is we're, in a floodplain, so we have to go up and then two feet above base flood elevation. So when you move the site up and you get the height, height limit, you yeah. get start to get sandwiched. And so right. that was a big concern, the difference of why we won't really want to be um, to preserve the rights under the, the old ordinance when we were deemed complete. So those are the two areas that, that kind of are affected by that. Um, and then I saw your <laughs> gasp, um, Cecilia, uh, sorry. Um, design member Brown, um, uh, about the 25 feet. Um, if you've looked at in, in your digital um, site visit, you probably noticed that the area between the creek and the property is the flood control access um, and then uh, and then a, an existing access road and then the building. So um, there's a certain amount of of prior disturbance and kind of low quality habitat in, in the interim there. So um, I just wanted to point those things out. Oh, and the May 4th, 2021 city council meeting is where they discussed the development agreement and the staff report to that is pretty, pretty good um, in describing the city's uh, council's um, review and consideration on that development agreement. Good. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, it's in your packet the general description of the of the project. I'm, am I loud enough to be recorded? Uh, 
what the project basically consists of is one seventy, approximately seventy thousand mm -hmm. square foot warehouse facility, which is a product type that at the time we started designing this, there was not a lot of in the Goleta area for high pile high pile type storage for for larger larger warehouse users, not not commercial, but but typically warehousing. So that's kind of where the height issue squoze us originally and, and why we're here today. So the site, as we know, is oriented basically where the, where the old drive-in theater is. Half of the site is, is uh, being preserved for some future, future development. Access is off the current, the current driveway off of uh, Kellogg Avenue. And again, you know, part of the issue we talked about with the, with the setback from the creek we're, we're basically have no choice but to follow the historic access near the creek till we get onto the get onto the site and then without making it completely inefficient we basically maintained that so we had had decent decent circulation so we've set it up with truck docks on the back of the back of the site uh, you know screen from view from the majority of the public and we've set it up so we've got you know good good truck access around the site and that we're anticipating that you know, we while they may not be very frequent, there will be large large trucks working through the work the, working through the site. It's set up so it can be divided into up to four four tenant spaces depending on on who ultimately leases it. Uh, we've got basically the public parking across the front, and then the truck truck dock and truck movement area across the back. Uh, the red dash line around the perimeter is basically the the limits of disturbance, mm -hmm. and that we are going to demolish the old old uh, concession building and whatnot from the uh, drive-in just as it's going to end up becoming more of a maintenance nuisance than anything else over, over time. Uh, storm drainage is being uh, taken care of with a, with a detention basin that we are putting in down by the creek, so essentially we are creating a, a, a setback habitat that uh, serves us for both uh, storm drainage and, and we'll, get, uh, we'll talk about landscaping later on. Uh, the finish, just to orient you, the finished floor of this building is about the same as the freeway at this point in time, which is what gets us up above the floodplain, but but no higher than we than we needed to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Its elevation is about 15 feet above sea level. Our finished floor is about 15 feet. So I mean, it. I'm sure it varies. It varies from one end to the other. But just to give you a sense that it's about that plane that we're working with. Uh, the floor plan is very simple. It's a, just a big shell building at this point in time, so we don't need to spend too much time on that. And a, and a roof plan, same thing. So let's breeze through these. Uh, the building will read better when we look at the, we just showing everything that's been submitted. The elevations, it's, it's a 35 foot tall building, uh, which gives us the clear height that we need for, for large storage and, and some space up above to you know, screen future HVAC equipment and things like that. We basically got two main entries on the front that can be set up as either you know, two people or four people depending on how it, how it divides out. Uh, quick building sections and then moving on to the, the rendering. So this, this is the front view uh, as, as seen from the front parking lot uh, and, and a little bit from, from the freeway but it's fairly well screened from the freeway. Uh, fairly simple building, but we believe it's pretty pretty attractive and contemporary. Uh, the back has got the loading loading docks, which again are, are screened from from view from the public for the most part. Uh, 
the views of the building from the surrounding area. This is our, our interpretation of what would be seen from, from the freeway. Uh, building's about 255 feet back from this, from the either the center line or the lane of the freeway. As, and the uh, apartments that are to the to the east are only about 125, 150 feet. So we're considerably further back uh, as far as an impact uh, on view. And you sure, um, I brought a, an ex, um, an exhibit, which is sort of what I'll call a plan or site plan of uh, Google Earth and some Google distances of other buildings along the 217 to show that we're more or less 100 feet further back than most of those buildings. Um, and then we have, I have uh, another item that was presented at the 2021 City Council um, meeting, which talks about the height of the various buildings um, and their setback from 217. So um, I'll submit these two just to give some context. Um, we're, not, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, there's kind of a precedent set. And then there's also another image that was presented um, to Council in 2021 um, somewhere in my stack of papers. I wouldn't be a planner if I didn't have a stack of papers um, <laughs> that shows the kind of uh, setback um, as compared to, say, the Winslow apartment. So I feel like that's a pretty good example. Um, and I'll leave these with you, Brian, or just with you, um, uh, member branch. I, I don't call you commissioners. Board member branch? Branch. Uh, Scott, Scott, okay. Scott okay. That shows um, kind of you can see the distance back and, and the, the relative height. So um, hopefully those are helpful. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't show the trees. We didn't render any trees. No, we did not. We did not render any. any it's just existing and it's one of the trees. Yeah, we did not render any proposed landscaping, only existing mm -hmm. photographs. The, the lower one on this sheet is basically what, uh, what the view would be as you entered the site from from Kellogg today, today, yeah, yeah. yeah. All we did was we took we took Google Earth or 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 live images and and dropped the building into what's there today or a year ago mm -hmm. or whenever we did these originally. Right. Uh, Thank okay. you, but not six years ago. No, not yeah. <laughs> we have a, a another view from coming down the freeway from the other side, and the final one is basically from uh, South Fairview, where again with the existing topography and the existing landscape, the the building is is. Hardly, hardly, it's hardly a rendering. <laughs> uh, moving on to the landscape plan. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be best. That way you can correct me if I say something wrong. <laughs> Again, I'm Nicole Horn, the landscape architect with CJMLA. And, you know, we did this plan, it's conceptual, it was done quite a while ago, and we're so far along now in the process. Everything that we've proposed is primarily native along the San Jose Creek <clears throat> frontage, and then again, kind of when you wrap around the back side of the site. So we're proposing a total of 39 trees. <clears throat> There's currently just a like scattering of really poor quality trees on site. It's primarily disturbed, really disturbed right now, um, non-native mostly scrub and like weeds. And all of the native vegetation along San Jose Creek is actually on the opposite <coughs> side of the creek in some of the restoration areas. So we've got um, the large detention basin here, you know, and that would be native plants, native grasses, native hydro seeds with temporary irrigation. Uh, native trees here, we're proposing um, quite a large tree. We have salix ore 
um, Bellavaria call about, which is the native um, California bay, which is a, like a 75-foot tree, or the Salix, which is like a 15-foot tree. So we were a little bit vague. And I think once we get through the EIR, once we work with the biologist, we'll be more specific um, with exactly what we're planting, especially within the setback here. But so far, we've proposed native. So we've got a native cypress um, proposed here, kind of like a street tree along our private road. <clears throat> and that will be a dense evergreen tree. It can grow to 50 feet. So, you know, our building's 35. We've got potentially a 50-foot tree here. So we're intending to screen the building from views from the T17. <clears throat> and then once we're in the interior of the site, it's mostly parking. Um, so we have parking lot trees, and we have a mix of natives and non-natives. There are some California oaks, the island oak, that we're proposing, and again, on the, the backside. And there has been some restoration, I think, kind of back here recently. Um, and then we have, like, a walkway uh, to the public right-of-way that would lead to the building. Other than that, it's pretty um, typical... <laughs> kind of plants and again we'll be more specific the next time we come to you this is conceptual so <clears throat> we're showing a mix of natives and non-natives like very hardy very salt tolerant um, you know the soil here is not great quality it's adjacent to the creek so coastal types of species oh and then we have a screening exhibit around the trash or the transformer Next. Okay, great. <laughs> is that it? Uh, lighting? That's where I was going. Okay, <laughs> I figured. We'll uh, we talked about grading a little earlier, but basically all the storm water from the site will drain into the uh, detention basin for both uh, biofiltration and, and detention. So we can skip on from there. Site lighting is done with a combination of, of poles around the perimeter and, and where we can uh, get them in on the inner part, and then build, building mounted lighting. Uh, they're all cutoff fixtures. The photometric plan shows that we basically we do not have any light spilling off of, off of the site. Uh, the fixtures are you know fairly simple, typical you know LED type. You know, down lights typically 20 foot 20 foot tall on a concrete base. I mean, a total of 20 foot tall for the parking lot lighting. The wall wall mounted lights, I believe, on the building are around 18 feet. Uh, and uh, I believe we've we've met the lighting requirements. We've got decent light around the site. How about questions, Cecilia? Yeah, thank you. The ordinance is, you have some at 12 and some at 18 feet, I think. And the 18, I think, are at the back above the bays for the truck, right? Right. So ordinance calls for 12 feet. That's what it says. Wall mounted, 12, 12 feet. So. OK, well. So I think I think when, if you return, that you need to explain why they're at 18 feet, because they're at the top of those bays, right? Right, correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I mean they'll need they'll need to be over the doors. Right, they need to be over. Okay, so, so I think that's that's important. Yeah, that's um, good, good point. 
um, the lights are on dusk to dawn, but they're on at night, right? I don't know that all the, I mean, we haven't, again, this is con conceptual. Right. We haven't gotten all of your conditions mm -hmm. from it. I don't I think just there wondered. were any, there's any deal breakers one way or the no, other. No, no, I just, I'm just asking a question. In, ge in general, they would be on all night for security. Okay, uh, or at 50%? Something like that, yes. Okay, and the, the what is the, the mechanism? There are photocells on here to reduce the light at night? Or? There'd be a lighting control system. Okay, of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Um, are there FAA considerations for the lighting on this on this site, where you have to coordinate with them or anything? Um, we are in the airport um, overlay, right. and so as so far as I know, what that would in, uh, impact is building heights. I don't think That's we're it. anticipating any glares. Anybody, it, like okay. um, part of the night sky compliance okay. would. Okay. And uh, staff report indicated there was some semi-cutoff, not all full cutoff, but from what I've seen, it looks like they're all full cutoff. I believe they're all full yeah. cutoff. Yeah, so, okay, that's good. And from the FFA, FAA standpoint, the building is outside of the... Uh, okay, I the, just didn't know if... Whichever one of the zones it's called. Okay, I, can't remember I didn't know if there was any, any consideration. Yeah. And Chair Branch, Member Brown, um, we'll know more about FAA and or the airport's comments once we get further uh, along okay. in the EIR. If they have concerns about glare um, or lighting, yeah. okay. they'll let us know. Okay. For sure. No, I, I think it's great to conceptual to see the lighting plan because it looks like they've done it and it's kind of nice for us to be able to see that right at the outset. Yeah, Thank you. and it's yeah, certainly not finished, but it's No, no, but, but you're, just, you're probably pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah good. Uh, Karis, do you have any questions? Questiony, commenty. So maybe I'll please go jump in. Yeah. Okay. Sacrifice the first one. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the the native cypress you were talking about was the Monterey cypress. Sorry, it's the Capressus uh, goveniana, or Hyperocyapus. They changed the genus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it might be a challenge to source. So the idea is that we want it to grow together like a cypress typically does and provide that screening. Um, I just noticed as I was driving by Mount today that there are these gorgeous, amazing, huge sycamores. Um, and they're, I mean, I know they're deciduous, but for most mm. of the year, they're they're so huge, and they're so close to the water there. Mm. That water is also, we used to call it distilled, but I think it's mm. very salty. And you're getting a lot of salt coming in from the, the moisture mm. in the air. So anything that you pick is, you're going to want it to be, you know, like you, I see you have um, your water leaf is great. Your, all your big bushes are going to be able to handle that kind of salt ones that we find typically mm -hmm. on the coast. Um, and there are a lot of native plant nurseries around. So don't give up if you're just the first one to come to the habit you're looking for. Um, then the, I was looking at the traffic pattern also of your exit. I don't know if it's back up here, but it's one of these. Um, <laughs> is, uh, it's, it's a little deadly coming out of that corner, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're going to have big trucks and stuff. So maybe you can think about having something. I, I know it doesn't look like it on the site, but when you go there, you can see that people park, like the people park there. Um, you mean around 
around the corner. Yeah. yeah. You can't see anything coming from the left side coming around that corner. When, uh, where you exit the property on Kellogg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that um, <laughs> there's definitely so. Uh, there's so many things you can do with that. Obviously, to get a visual there, just to be safer for the trucks and everything. So as they're pulling out and as people are coming around, maybe a little too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be worth it to do some sort of treatment or mirrors or. There's always things you can do to get that because I don't think you can control whether people touch it or not. Would be my guess. Are you suggesting that we would plant low plants there to keep the site corner site distances? That uh, um, yeah, well, the low. Are, are you going to have plants on that side? On, on, on the Only this on corner, the on this side. corner over yeah, here. The right hand side is not the problem. The left, left. is where you can't see. Oh, so something to show you what is coming from the left before you someone coming down this street. way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. With the existing with the existing corner. fence to the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if people are parking and things and you can have um, space. So and Chair Branch staff can provide some additional context on that as well. Okay. Um, okay. So the applicants traffic engineer and the city's traffic engineer both agree that um, some site distance improvements uh, are going to need to happen at that driveway. So that's still under development, um, but will be reviewed. Okay. okay. All right. So that's in the works. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm. Oh, sorry. See, this is why I don't take one first. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Good comments. Um, yeah. Okay. Good next. Uh, next one is about the natural flow of the water, and it's great. It looks like right now, from what I can tell from your plan, that you're trying to sequester the water and then pipe it over to your area, your drainage basin. Correct. Um, I was just looking at your elevations and your percentages and everything. And you're, you're pulling it to the middle of the street. You're putting in street drains and then draining that towards your thing. Yeah, we're we're, ba- we're we're draining the 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 site and you know what is the classic most of, engineering. Yeah, the most of, effective yeah. from a from a stormwater standpoint of of inlets around the perimeter that are that are piped to the piped okay. to the detention basin. And we have you know and with the the you know the the flood level of the creek and the level of the site there's yeah. n- there's not a lot of you know r- room for uh, well, error or improvement so like <laughs> oh so my comment my suggestion would be to look at that and see if you can do both because i can almost guarantee what's going to happen is those drains are going to fill up and there's not going to be anywhere for that water to go and so then your your um your s- parking lot becomes yeah. your secondary site to hold water until you can get it somewhere else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And that's fine. I mean, that's that's great. It's a great place to put the water until it can move over to where there might be a space for it. But well, the, t- sure typically, all of these, you know, all of these systems and designs will have an overflow elevation that will prevent yeah. the building from being flooded or anything like that. So, I mean, it, at some point in time, if the detention basin is completely full, it will overflow. Or you get to the point of damaging the improvements. I mean, you may have yeah. some mm-hmm. flooded areas in the parking lot, but yes. it's not going to turn the site into a, you know, a, you're not going to flood the building or, no. or flood And that's the, what the I would say, is use use those, those center parking lot spaces so that the people who are coming in and out of the building are not crossing giant puddles, but then you, you know, you can then use that water later for what you want it for. And as the level of the creek rises, and it will eventually breach those banks, 
there's that things that you're prepared. Like I think putting the building up higher was a good idea. They didn't have a choice. Flood control does that. Flood control yeah. to do that. FEMA's. So, yeah. And then just to have that secondary of, okay, so when we do have extra water, we're going to go here, or we'll have curb cuts here, or we have something that then flows the water into maybe some of the landscaped areas, yeah. and then eventually. Yeah. And the hydrology cool. report will be fully yeah. vetted by, by staff. Yeah. So last, I told you about the sycamores, the willows, the bays. Having a hard time getting the bays to grow big because they generally want to be understory. Um, but mm. if you put them in the right things, they will, they'll be super happy. Um, but then the hydro seed too, they had really good luck hydro seeding um, buckwheat, which mm. with grasses because it creates that nice mat. It looks beautiful, it's pretty, and you know, it doesn't take up a lot of water, but with buckwheat. Well, there's a lot of them around, so. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Those um, kind of things, ironwood, you mentioned the island oaks and other mm -hmm. oaks. There's, there's a lot that like this wet, salty, marshy kind of areas. Mm. So okay. Those would be, you guys are doing in the right track. I would Thank say. you. Okay, Jonathan? Oh, no comments or questions. Dennis? Thank you, Chair Branch. Uh, the first question, which might be for Mr. Highfield and staff, is was there a master plan done for this site? I understand there's one. Is there one owner for the parcel? Yes, there, there is one owner for the parcel. Yeah. So was there a ma is there a master plan for the site? No, there is not. And another question for perhaps staff, uh, was there any historic done for the site and the building? Yes, that is actually currently underway. So uh, results of that are pending, yes. Very good. I'll be, uh, look forward to reading that. Uh, the notches in the floor plan, which for purposes would be the north and south, those are truck bays? Correct. And when you refer to the building as a high pile, you mean stacking of yeah, materials? Yeah, that's a that's and a. And the thirty-five foot a, is that interior, or exterior, exterior. exterior. We will we will hope we'll get about twenty-eight foot clear inside the building, which is what the what the program was asking for. All right. And uh, uh, you referred to the parking lot as a public parking lot. Is it, it seems. Like there's a lot of parking. What was the what's the driver behind all the parking? It's not a public building. No, it is, no, it is not a public building. Uh, we are. Was there some requirement? No, nah, I mean we are overparked by about 20 spaces, from from ordinance. But uh, again, it's it's sort of the the geometry of the site sort of gave us extra parking than than we needed just in in how it how so it why, laid so out. So why not park it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then la lastly, it's uh, all it's all employee employee and quote visitor. But I mean the the building type that this is set up to be is not it's not retail. It's not commercial. It's it's all it's all warehouse. And then from your description to rise, uh, raise the finished floor level, uh, you have any idea yet of the volume of soil to be imported? The concept number is 37,000 cubic yards. 
And uh, is that, and where will that come from? Or uh, have you broke that down into number of truckloads? Or uh, this, this is pretty developed for, of a question, but it's to suffice to say, it's a lot. Yes, there's, the number is something like uh, five to 10 cubic yards per truck. So 37,000 divided by that. Um, and then, um, so that will be obviously analyzed in the EIR. Um, where is the soil coming from at this time? It's way too early to have yeah, identified. That, yeah. Yeah. Who has soil available at that's the time of construction right. starts? Out of our lane anyway. Yeah. That's all my questions. Okay. Martha? I have a few. Um, does the 35-foot height of the building include the equipment screening? Yeah, the parapet, yes. the parapet being the equipment screen, yes. Okay. And then... Um, Forgive me, I should know this, but I don't. Is San Jose Creek at that place hard banked? It's it's both along. So at the north, yeah. which direction is that? North northish end yeah, is um, is concrete lined, um, and it has that nice. Um, I think it was a fish improvement project, and then somewhere along the way, it turns into natural bank. Okay. okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so there are portions of the creek adjacent to this property that are tidally influenced and portions that are not. So it's, it's really a transition zone. Then um, I have some questions that are kind of harder, I guess, um, about tree spacing as it relates to the um, airport restrictions, the IFR zone, which is the instrument approach, I guess. Um, is the tree, I noticed the tree station uh, spacing, for instance, um, the cypress are 60 feet apart. Mm -hmm. Is that in relation to the airport regulations, the lighting plan, or is it just um, arbitrary on your part? <laughs> Did you make it up? <laughs> I'm trying to remember six years ago when we designed it. I don't remember if it was airport related. I don't think I don't think so because I don't think they could possibly reach that tall. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, it wasn't so much the height of the tree, which oh. would probably not exceed the height of the building, I would think, at full growth, but the spacing of the trees, per se. The 60-foot on-center spacing. I didn't know if that were a an airport requirement a lighting requirement, or if it were just a, a decision group. by the landscape architect? I think it was just a design, a design decision at the time. Um, and again, this is a conceptual plan, not, sure. not a final planning plan. Sure. Well, I just didn't want to make comments or yeah. suggestions that would uh, not make sense in regard to airport regs. Um, and then another, um, so that there... As far as you know, there's not a height restriction of the trees uh, beyond your building height, or is or could tr the trees exceed the building height in this airport zone? So the IFR elevation at the east end of the site, or I guess the front side closest to San Jose Creek, that elevation is 79.7, .7, and then as you come back to the I don't know, left side, west side, uh, yeah, back side. <laughs> back of the project, the elevation um, reduces down to 60.8, yeah. So, um, all right, so that helps me understand mm -hmm. that. And then um, 
Yeah, I think those are my questions. And then we're combining comments sure. as well. So um, in relation to the building, it seems that um, if indeed the building were to be viewed from 217, my sense is if it were a bit darker color, it would be um, less visible. And my comments about the tree selections are, I appreciate that you're thinking of introducing something newish, um, which is also native. I think that's fantastic. But I agree with um, Member Clinton that having some sycamores in there would be a real benefit. Um, just to vary the tree palette a little bit so that it maybe doesn't look so industrial and might look more um, natural. So uh, I think having that regular uh, species mix along two rows, the Callistamon and then also the Cypress, I think it might be a benefit to have a more, more variety of trees. And similarly, on the detention basin area, um, do appreciate the salix or the willow and the inclusion of that um, and the bays, but I think, too, if a, a more variety there. And also, would, the, would it be able to have trees along the west side of the detention basin as well as that east side? And... Um, to increase the density of those trees um, along that top edge there, I think would be a benefit. Um, I was disappointed to see the small planting area on the south side of the building um, at Tenant K, is it? Can't remember exactly. Um, it seems that there you're not going to be able to achieve screening with that small planter there. There's a type of acacia, Iteophila, which is a willow acacia um, proposed there. And I think it would be pretty great to be able to have a little taller tree there. I noticed that you had some um, bay, um, Grecian bay or Loris nobilis on the other side of the... Um, building, I think that would be great if you get a little more robust screening tree along that edge there. And then I think last, maybe not least, um, I noticed on the civil plans that on that south slope there, you've got a two to one slope going to the um, limits of the project development for this phase. And the civil plans show that as two inch asphalt over that two to one slope. I think from an engineering point of view, that makes a lot of sense, but um, I noticed the landscape plan then has planting on that slope. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're in, the intent is that that border would be planted. Yeah, so uh, it's tough sometimes to plant those two to one slopes and get anything really, um, really big growing there. And uh, I, I wonder if there is a, ability to retain that slope at the bottom end in order to get maybe a three to one or something that could be more easily planted. And again, a more robust um, height of trees there to achieve better screening, not knowing what phase two looks like, or is there any indication at all what phase two might Not at be? this time, no. Um, so nonetheless, I think it would be great to get a little bit 
better screening uh, capability there by softening that slope aspect. I believe those are all my, um, oh yeah, uh, one more. The Callistamin as a choice. I think it's a great choice in regard to salt tolerance for sure, but might end up, and, and over time, like 40 years, they really get nice and big, but they're a little bit puny to start with. My experience is sourcing those, it's hard to get them any greater than a 15 gallon, which is also what's indicated on your plans. So I think bumping up um, that initial planting size and maybe choosing a tree that could uh, be a little faster growing and a little taller would be good. And finally, one more comment is <laughs> the um, tree spacing along your uh, row of parking there. I know that your ratio of trees to parking spaces exceeds the standard, but it would be great if you could have additional parking fingers, planting fingers or something along that row of parking in order to achieve a greater tree density at the parking lot. And I'll stop now. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Jim? Well, I have a couple of questions. Um, regarding the landscaping, uh, I'd like to go back and revisit this uh, outlet, this 18-inch outlet that's going to be constructed uh, for the overflow that goes into San Jose Creek. How much, uh, what is the volume do you expect that's going to be flowing through there? Um, I'm not a civil engineer. I just play one on TV, so I yeah. don't know. But we will come back. I think next time we come, we should bring our civil. Is that what I'm hearing in terms of, yeah, okay. I hear you're up for an answer. My, nec <laughs> my next question is, what is the, for the, in terms of the native plantings you're going to be doing, what is the percentage of California native plantings? Well, we haven't worked that out yet because we're not actually developing full planting plans, but I think we would be probably like 50% because the detention basin is so large and it's a large proportion of the landscape. And then we'd also want to have natives all along the buffer to the creek. So that leaves the majority of the site planted in natives. Thank you. Great. Um, Cecilia, did you have anything? You were did questions, but I don't know that you got to do comments. No, I, it was, uh, thank you, uh, Member DeGasis. It was really quite interesting. I'm a, I grow a lot of plants, so it's interesting to hear what you all have to say. Mm -hmm. So it's good. And um, I just wanted to say, I don't think I've ever seen a project so developed at the conceptual phase. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since I've been on the DRB, but I, was, I thought it was really good to, to have this kind of detailed information um, right at the outset. Thank you. All right, uh, I will jump in. I'm trying to flip back to the rendering. Um, they've spoken about everything else, uh, and I just want to jump in on the architecture for a second. Uh, go to A6. Yes, sir. Now, the... The bays on the back create, I wish I had one of these. Oh, here's one. <laughs> wow, that was impressive. Um, so this creates 
great interest is all the shadows and stuff. And the exact opposite of that is that wall right there. Mm -hmm. And I, while I appreciate the, the horizontal line and changing colors, uh, it might be cool to do something in, even if it's in wall thicknesses and not so much straight. I mean, there's, there are, um, I can't think of the place, but I saw s there was a place that did, um, you know, different, different sizes of, uh, of CMU block in a pattern that was sort of natural and it created, it threw a strange mm -hmm. shadow similar to a tree. And um, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm just spitballing, but it'd be nice because that's a pretty huge expansive wall. And I don't know, it'd be nice to, to just kind of do something to, to throw interest on it like this does without, and I, I understand with the type of construction that you're doing and the purpose of the building, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we need a four foot right. plane. Yeah, no, I understand. Just to generate yeah. some, some more interest would be would be good. Um, I think this. I mean, that elevation works with the with the um, the recesses and then the and then how the the entry forms work. I think that'll be interesting from from the freeway. And and I agree with Martha that perhaps maybe a a darker color might. Which it looks like you have here. The the photo rendering had it more white. So I think um, the darker definitely works. But I think overall it's. It's cool. It's well thought out, and yeah. I think it's going to be yeah, successful. Those are all good points. Thank you. Um, so anybody else have any other comments? Yes. Uh, I have some comments to make. I separated them from the questions. Um, I would like to see a master plan for the site. I think the existing building is an important one. I'll remain for, wait for the Historic Resources Committee, our newly minted committee, to work on that. It seems like a fine example of sort of mid-century space age architecture. And this building does nothing to respect it. The site plan seems to ma uh, uh, if most efficiently, the site plan is determined by the truck circulation without any regard to that existing, I'll call it the concessions building, because I think that is, or the history of the site, which I think is important to the city of Goleta. There was another, there is another driveway. Anyways, that that building, I think, could use some more intention, and I think some of your design cues could tear off of that building uh, in a very expressive way. and. Short story, incorporate that existing building into the site composition. And I would highly recommend that you reduce the visual impact from 217 uh, and not just color or trees, but it, it, as opposed to the Winslow, which has a, a, a fin, uh, an uh, interest to it, and it's highly articulated where this is not, uh, even though the Winslow is closer and perhaps more visible, I think this would have an even, even greater visual impact because of the scale and size of it. So I would recommend that you would reduce both the, the visual impact from 217 and, uh, uh, let's see, I'm gonna move on here. I think those are all my comments. Okay. Um, 
Do we need to, I don't think we need to make a motion, correct? Because this is just moving on. Just, <clears throat> just comments for conceptual. Okay. But you may want to ask for public comments. Are there any public comments? I have no speaker slips and no member from the public are on the webinar, so there are no public comments. Thank you. Um, then I think that's it. Um, how far, so uh, I guess you have to wait till all the EIR and everything is done. We'll see you in a year. Yes. <laughs> well, then we have to do both preliminary and final right. for the requirements of the EIR. So right. in three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Public yeah. comment, not funny. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for uh, showing us showing us that. Sure. It's well developed. All right. Uh, any announcements by members and or staff? Um, just wanted to remind you that our next meeting is canceled because of uh, spring break. And good thing because we, we are. Is everybody going to Cancun staff. or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll hope to get our minutes wrapped up and presented at the next meeting following. Okay. So okay. Mary, so isn't it the second the meeting second, the in March that's canceled? Yes, the next one is the 28th. Right. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm ahead of myself. You do have a next meeting yeah. in March, March 14th. The, it's the end it's of March one. Right? The end of okay. March one. Yes, sorry about that. Okay. I was ahead of myself. Great. All right. If nothing else, then with that, we are adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you.